you've joined Pathways to Resilience, the podcast where real people share real stories, helping us build our playbook toward resilience. And now, here's the host of the show, Melissa Santos. Welcome back to Pathways to Resilience. I am excited and honored to have on this special Inside CS episode a friend, a mentor, a soul sister, Lisa Davis with us. Uh, Lisa has been the chief programs officer at Community Solutions and uh, for nine years and uh, has had a career of 40 years in behavioral health. And as Lisa comes to her retirement and ending this career um, through which she has been a fierce advocate and an incredible leader um, and one of the most influential leaders in my life and career, I wanted to have an opportunity to have her on and talk about uh, our field and and her leadership style. So Lisa, welcome. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's such a privilege, Melissa. And thank you for that very kind opening. That's so sweet. It's just been so amazing, the work that we have done together. And it's a real privilege to get to be here right now. Mm. Well, let's start, Lisa, with um, telling us a little bit about yourself and what your work has been over the last four decades, um, especially we have a lot of listeners who are not in the behavioral health field. So what does that career look like? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that question. And it just feels very honoring and humbling to be able to talk about my 40-year career. I can't believe it's 40 years. Um, and I came to this wor- work, um, as many of us do, because of hardships in my own life. Um, my mom struggled with alcoholism, and I saw how devastating that was for her, for the whole family. And um, that coupled with even at five, I found that people were coming to me um, asking my opinion or asking for my support. And I've just always had a big heart and uh, sensitive and used to think that that was a problem, but actually is one of my zones of genius is Mm -hmm. my sensitive heart. And so those are the early um, part of my story that led me to um, behavioral health. And in my career, I've had the privilege to work as um, first in a group home um, as a, a program specialist, and then I worked as a therapist and then moved into administration and leadership. And I've gotten to work in um, outpatient services, clinic-based services, school-based, psychiatric care, hospitals, um, residential, the whole gamut of the, uh, the continuum which I think was a beautiful platform for me to be able to move into an administrative and leadership role because I got to do the work and then I was able to support the the work um, from a a leadership perspective. And I think in a meaningful way. I absolutely in a meaningful way, um, having been able to sort of bear witness to that um, over the last certainly 15 years that we've um, been, been colleagues. Um, I, and thinking about all of that work 
And in four decades, there's the thousands of lives that you have touched, um, supported, impacted, um, so big. What stands out to you about the human resilience that you have witnessed in your career? Yeah. I just, my, my, I can just feel my heart like opening and, and reflecting on the many, many individuals I've been able to work with either when I was serving as a therapist or in my administrative role in supporting staff. And I believe that no matter what the challenge someone faces, whether it's the most severe mental health issues or substance use or violence, trauma, institutional racism, homophobia, misogyny. There are so many challenges both one individually suffers with and because of the societal challenges that we fa face that are can be overwhelming. And even with that, there is tremendous resilience mm -hmm. in each of us. Mm -hmm. Incredible strengths. All of us have our unique purpose and mission, and there's always opportunity for, for growth and learning and joy. And when you connect deeply to, to that, that from your heart and your mind and your gut, the resiliency is um, just just profound. I mean, a lot of times when people come to the work, you see the challenges that are are there, there, and sometimes that can be overwhelming. And I have been overwhelmed in my career, but when you, you see what is in each of us, the opportunities are just tremendous. And I have, because of forty years, I have seen those who you thought may not be able to overcome whatever the challenge was, become lawyers um, or get out of jail after being in jail for 35 years, completely disconnected from their families because of everything that occurred and reunite with families. And it's tremendous work. And there is just unbelievable amount of resilience that exists in the, the clients that we have the privilege to serve and in us to be able to do this really sacred work. I think that's one of the things that stands out to me in being in relationship with you, Lisa, is your ability to tap into people's brilliance and into their joy, even if they can't see it in the moment themselves. And if we could all do that for each other, right? Thank you. Wow. Yeah. That is just a very precious acknowledgement. And I receive that very dearly. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And I think that all of us have such potential. And I, I do believe that's kind of one of what I have had the opportunity to, to bring for, forth. I don't know why, but I do. I see the potential in people. I and I am able to help call people towards that when they can't see it. And um, this is something that just recently happened to me in celebrating my retirement. I was talking to a previous colleague, and she now works at the Santa Clara University. And one of her students is one of our interns. 
And um, one of the things that she had said is that the intern said about me is that when I'm with, was with her, that she felt fully seen, that no, nothing else existed other than being there for her. And that she thought it was remarkable because I have a title, you know, behind me and she was an intern and that's, it's not about our titles. It's about who we are as human beings and the beauty and the love that we all bring to, to this work. And when we connect in that way, it unleashes such possibility. And that is all grounded in our resilience. It truly is. And I couldn't, I agree with her. Um, and what a powerful thing to be in the presence of someone who allows you to be seen. Do you think it's that big, wide open, sensitive heart of your, I mean, how, how do you come into relationship with others in a way? Cause it doesn't seem like you have to try hard to mm. see people. So how is it that you come into relationship with people that you are able to fully see them, which then allows you to see their potential and, and, you know, help them tap into that? That's a great question. Um, I think it's, it is about a sensitive heart for sure. I think Um, I'm an intuitive person and empathic. Um, and I think that, that I've really learned over the years, the importance of living mindfully and being in the moment and, and present, like being really, you know, we have such busy lives, work demands and truly coming like just right now coming to this interview with you, Melissa, and being fully present to this moment and this interaction allows me to bring my full self to this moment. And then I think you tap into to the essence of the things in a diff- different way because so often we're so distracted. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. part of it is about presencing, being truly present. And I think that I hold a value and I have seen it in my career that there is unimaginable possibility in all of us. And I just know that I am grounded in knowing that. And so I look for and listen for the desires, the hopes, um, one's rich story and reflect it back to that person Um, Because I don't think it's anything I'm particularly doing other than being a witness in my in in full presence and bringing my authentic self to whatever I I'm doing right then and there. And that calls forward um, all that exists when it within us, I think. I think that is such um, that's so powerful and such a lesson to all of us, because we are we get overwhelmed. There's a lot of stressors. We, we don't get present with ourselves and certainly it can be challenging to really presence ourselves with others. And this idea that you have a deep knowing that you're grounded in of endless possibility in every person and that you're listening and looking for it. 
that just speaks to why someone would be so seen in your presence. Um, and certainly how you're able to be open to bearing witness to the tremendous amount of human resilience that you have, um, which I also love that you don't say that you've created, but that you've bore witness to um, and been able to walk alongside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 40 years in any career, <laughs> ups, <laughs> downs, or I mean, that's a really long time. And, um, as much as there is joy, there is certainly, as you said, overwhelm and stress, and you you've had really big jobs, um, with really big teams, um, doing really big initiatives. Um, how have you maintained your resilience as what I know you to be, which is a conscious present leader? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Early on in my career, when I was working as a, a therapist, I got really overwhelmed with the secondary trauma, the witnessing the incredible hardships and um, discrimination that our clients um, experienced and sometimes staff experienced. And I, I really shut down. Um, and it was actually at that point, I made a decision to move into leadership roles. And as I moved into leadership roles and was a little bit removed from the direct um, client care, care functioning as a therapist at the time, I realized what had happened was that I'd gotten desensitized. Mm. And it was my own coping strategy because I do have a very big loving heart. And it was a very powerful experience that I have continued to learn from. And in that, what it taught me was it's so important to understand what you're responsible for and what you're not responsible for. Growing up in an alcoholic system, I took on the role of a hero, mm -hmm. um, trying to take care of everything, um, being overly responsible for my mom's feelings. And when you approach the work with not getting clear about what's your responsibility and not, it becomes very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And this is, I got introduced to Conscious Leadership um, book, great book, great, um, as you and I know, Melissa, we've been practicing it together. And so even early on, I wasn't introduced to Conscious Leadership back then, but I knew the importance of looking at What's your responsibility? What's not? I think that the other piece about, about maintaining my resilience is, as we talked about, just getting grounded in knowing that I can heal, others can heal, and in connection with the amazing people I've gotten to work with. And when I show up authentically and share what I'm feeling, really feel my feelings, and share my challenges and come to the work with authenticity, then in that connection, I rebuild and rejuvenate. I wholeheartedly believe in teamwork, that I don't always have the answers to things, but our team does. Mm -hmm. The people that I have the privilege to work with, we always have the answers. So if I ever lost my way or didn't know, I have 
always known that as a team, we will have the answers. And when you show up as we have done with our authentic selves and tapping into our strengths and our zones of genius, um, we have tackled so many challenges. So it's just knowing that in the teamwork and in that genuine collaboration, um, we will resolve whatever is on our plate. I, I, I kid that I was born a team. I'm a twin. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I came into the world sharing everything with my twin sister. And so I'm oriented towards being in team and being with others. And when you have that connection with others, you know, also the ability to be able to solve whatever is on your plate. Um, I'm struck, Lisa, actually in just the word, how many times the theme of knowing has come up being so grounded in your knowing you, you had a knowing around, you have a knowing around the the potential of others and that people can achieve amazing things. You tapped into the knowing of yourself when you became a leader that, that you had gone into overwhelm. And so then you became really clear at a knowing of what you're responsible for and what you're not a knowing that, um, the answers are there. And if they're not within yourself, they're within your team. I mean, that, that knowing and being, we had, we didn't talk about it in our, that word hasn't come up. And actually when we've talked with each other about lots of things, but being grounded in your, how do you get grounded in your knowing? Cause there's so many, there's so much around us that can help that can make us doubt our knowing. Um, our ego wants us to doubt our knowing. <laughs> um, so h- how is it that you get grounded in your knowing? Well, I do have just daily practices uh-huh. that help me. I meditate every morning. Um, I do yoga most more mornings and, and when you're in that meditative state, that stillness that comes that connects us to to our inner resources and things spring forward Um, instead of feeling like you have to um, I don't know figure something out or struggle with it it's about sitting in that mindful space and allowing things to emerge and the more you spend time in meditation and living mindfully, there is a knowing. Mm -hmm. There are things that, that emerge through you, um, that are called through you that give you great sense of confidence and vision, um, and purpose. And I think that when, you know, I've been on the planet for 65 years now, um, (laughs) The more I spend time self-reflecting and getting getting curious about why I'm here, what my purpose is, and the more I spend time in getting focused, having that meditative practice to allow things to emerge, you you get into a kind of a flow state Mm -hmm. of um, working through things. and, and because I've had so many challenges and, and really experienced so much trauma and have seen how that's resolved, I now bring that 
to any situation. So there's a knowing that, wow, if I did that, we not I, never I, when we have done this, then of course we're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. Of course there is another, and it came to us for the opportunity to expand joy, love, happiness, be the resolution that we want to be in our work. Mm. It's, <laughs> I love talking with you and it's been, it, it, I, we talk, I mean, I've told you many times how, um, coming into being able to work where you were my boss. I mean, we worked really, we were colleagues, but then you were my boss, um, that being able to be seen and then to be led in a way that I was asked to tap into my knowing, um, because you also, as a leader, didn't do the doing. Um, I mean, you did your doing, you did your hundred percent responsibility doing, but then called me and others to do our hundred percent and supported us in be, supported me in really being, I've never been working on more on my purpose or been, or felt more passionate about the work that I do, or like felt like it's not work kind of thing. I mean, there are days. Um, and is, and I think now more than ever, we know that's what the workforce, the general workforce is looking for is looking for meaningful work where you feel like you're on your purpose, that you're not wasting your time, you know, at something that is draining you. Mm -hmm. And it's never, regardless of the industry to lead in a way that you have a knowing of that people have that within themselves and then look for that and then support that, um, while maintaining your own. I mean, that's the piece that you have always modeled also, like I'm taking vacation. Um, I'll be at the meeting after I meditate, you know, you haven't, none of that has been kept secret. And also you've modeled this self-care, but even that word, I feel like is like, what is self-care? This, this responsibility to show up on your purpose and ready to engage in support. And, (laughs) and that I think is so important for leaders to be looking at right now more than ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, one, thank you once again for (laughs) some very tender, loving um, acknowledgement. And it has been such a joy to work with you, Melissa. Oh my goodness. I mean, and to see you on your purpose and seeing you do these amazing podcasts that bring the message of resilience to, to our, our work. I mean, just, it's phenomenal. And it is truly an example of grounding in what needed to emerge from, from you, from you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you are so right in terms of what people are looking for and COVID and the, the racial pandemic, the pandemic has made us really question what we're doing, why we're here. And, and I think it's always been there that having that yes. sense of purpose. And when you can create a work environment and a work culture that really states you have purpose you have me mean missions and when you tap into to that then there is just unbelievable 
possibility for positive change Mm -hmm. and joyful living and joyful working Yeah, and and working with, from our heart center. We've so often worked from our minds, but we don't engage our hearts and our guts. And to be able to come with that full authentic self to the work, amazing things happen and amazing things have happened. It's true. (laughs) And that, you know, going back to the mindfulness, I think that's, um, I mean, mindfulness has been a theme in so many of these episodes and it's no mistake and it's no coincidence that mindfulness, meditation, presencing allows us to tap into our resilience because it does just that. It turns off our minds for a moment, for a period of time and allows us to tap into our heart and our gut. Our heart and our guts have the messages for us all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we're going, 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 um, it's often our, our minds are often louder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we quiet down, it's, it allows us to, as you said, it allows all those things to come forth and just these ideas pop into our head or we just leave space for something that's been waiting to emerge. Mm-hmm. Um, and bringing that into leadership, um, is so, I think so important. Um, and people feel that like the intern that from Santa Clara university feel mm-hmm. people feel when you are doing that work yourself and are able to show up for others in that way. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So what do you hope that your legacy will be in the minds and hearts of those that you have supported and led? Mm. Wow. I think that it's what we were just talking about is that to tap into to the gifts and deep purpose that we all have and that when you do that the contributions that you make to put things in a different place in a positive way are just tremendous and to never dim your light mm. that no one is you no one can can bring you <laughs> to whatever it is that you are um working on and so often people either they they lack confidence or they're new to the work or they've been discriminated against because of the color of their skin or who they love and so they're dimming their lights. They're not feeling their what their pride in who they are and the contribution that they can make. Mm. And so what I want for all to know is the beauty that exists in each of us and that when we open our hearts and our minds to the purpose that you're here for, unimaginable opportunity is created and people heal from the most traumatic experiences Mm -hmm. and we expand joy and love on our planet. It Mm -hmm. sounds kind of corny, but Mm -hmm. it's the truth. (laughs) If that's the legacy that you want to leave, I think you're successful in doing so. And I have to tell you that I, I posted on Instagram today, this um, quote that was from Gabby Bernstein and it's, it's exactly what you just said, which is not surprising because these things always manifest when we're together. 
says, some of you don't even realize how you light up rooms and inspire people just by being you Mm -hmm. literally magnetic. And you don't even realize it. So beautiful. So if if we can bring to one another in the role of leader, in the role of friend and the role of mother in the role of neighbor, a knowing that everyone has that light and that our, our only job for one another is to remind each other of that and make space for one another's light. Mm -hmm. Um, we would be in a much different place in, in loving and appreciating and respecting one another. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So beautiful. Well said. Oh, well, I, I want to thank you for joining me today, Lisa. This has been special. I know it will touch the minds of heart and hearts of those who listen and um, just have so much, again, just so much gratitude for um the light you have helped me to shine and, and making it really okay and expected in the workplace. I think that's probably the biggest piece. There's a, there's making it that we're bringing our whole selves. It's not like, oh, we are one way at work. And when we're one way somewhere, somewhere else that we bring this whole, we talk about love at work. We tell each other, we love each other. Um, you know, we can do that at work. Let's do that at work. (laughs) Um, if it's true, um, and if it's not go find people you love and work with them. Um, but, but it, 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 it absolutely makes magic happen. And I just, I'm so excited for you in being able to shift your joy into, um, just all of the possibilities that await you and your hubby and your family, um, as you go explore the world in a different way and bring yourself to the world, um, in a, in, in a different way. I know you'll still remain a leader. Um, and, but what that looks like, um, we'll have a little more flexibility. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Melissa. This means a lot to me that I had this opportunity to connect with you in this way. And I truly hope that the podcast's brings some light and joy to to others. I think it will. Certainly the ones that you have done so far have been so beautiful and heartwarming. So thank you truly. So sometimes I have the title of the episode um, after a pre-meet with a guest, and sometimes it's not until after the episode. And in this case, um, it's right now that uh, I think that the title of this episode will be A Legacy of Knowing. And the practice I'm taking from this is actually to do some reflection on currently in my role, in my various roles in life, but uh, my role as leader, my role as mother, friend, um, what knowing am I operating from? Am I operating from the knowing of what Lisa described to us of possibility and potential in everyone in having the answers, or am I operating from a knowing that I am not enough, that we don't have enough resource, that there's not enough time? So am I operating from a knowing of abundance um, and possibility, or am I operating from a knowing of lack and scarcity and fear? So I, I challenge you to take some time to ask yourself the same. From what knowing 
are you currently living and operating from? And if it's not the knowing that you'd like it to be and the impact that you'd like to be having on the world around you, what are some ways in which you could shift your knowing? Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next time. Uh, We'll actually have Diana Chapman, who is one of the authors of the 15 Commitments and part of the Conscious Leadership Group um, that Lisa and I were alluding to in this episode. So be sure to check it out. Thanks for joining Pathways to Resilience, an initiative of Community Solutions. For more information, visit us at www.communitysolutions.org.